Hello, and welcome back to the second show of the DP World Tour Picks and Bets of the Week. Skylar Hoke here, joined by two of my favorite friends. Axis, how are we doing today? Doing wonderful. How are you? Doing great. The second week of large DP World Tour DFS contests. Another week that we take some big shots. Um, hopefully one of us becomes a big winner. Um, and we've got RB, Ryan Bearoff here too. RB, what's up, kid? Happy to be here. Uh, looking forward to uh, week two of the big contest. We can talk all day if we would like Ryder Cup. Um, let's give it 30 seconds each to the team. Make the correct decisions. We'll start with Bearoff because I, I think you agree. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, just, just feel terrible for Adrian Moronk. He did, you know, he did everything that probably he had to do, but Aberg won. At the end of the day, he won here on the spot. Um, that's a good effing team they have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for it. Axis is the, the one carrying the flag to send Sepp Straka, uh to stay in Alabama, I guess. Um, any other qualms with the teams? What would you have done? No, it's not even a qualm. He he will be fine. Um, I think they made the right choice taking Hoygaard over Moronk, although that was probably difficult for them. And yeah, Aberg played his way on. What can you say? I, I thought it would be difficult for him to do, uh, and then he did it. So what do you, there's uh, he fits the course perfectly well. He, he blasts it and he keeps it straight. So he will fit just in. Uh, you know, he can play foursomes, whatever. It'll be fine. So I'm pretty excited about the the wager on the Euro side. Yeah, absolutely. That number keeps getting smaller and smaller uh, or shorter and shorter, I guess. So, no, absolutely excited. I think it's as good of a team as they've teed it up since I've really been following golf to, to this degree. I'm so excited about the, the likes of what the end of that team looks like. Um, and this week, too, we have uh, a good amount of the team teeing it up. At the Horizon Irish Open, we're at the K Club this week. Uh, before digging into salaries, you know, Tom Jacobs and I did a thorough preview of the betting card uh, on our end. Do you guys have any course fits or types that you're looking at specifically this week at the K Club? The last time we saw it was 2016 when Rory did win. It's been a past Ryder Cup venue. A Challenge Tour event was played at the other course uh, at this event last year. But um, any takeaways that you guys have leading into the week, course fit wise? Um, I think it, it, it's played difficult in the past. It probably will again, although these guys continue to to change our minds on difficult courses that were just six, seven years ago. So who knows? Maybe they fire 18, 19 under this week. Uh, the only comp was maybe um, the Golf National, just because it's also can be difficult um, and there's water and hazards everywhere. So that, those are my only two comps. Um, I didn't really dig that heavy, though, not going to lie. And I just wanted a comp that made Guido look like a play. <laughs> I was yes. going to say, this yes. is just a Guido is. show. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't have strokes gain data from the 2016 event. Rory won, but that doesn't really matter. Um, but, I mean, really, nobody else on there with, with any sort of driving distance. Uh, you know, it was Knox and Keimer and Southgate and RCB and Eddie. So, yeah. Um, I don't think driving distance is important. But, again, like, I saw a lot of guys last week, which we'll talk about, who uh, are bombers, who still did pretty well last week. I mean, we saw Wilco up there for a while. Uh, Maddie Schmidt was good again. So maybe just take bombers anywhere all the time. I mean, that was one of my takeaways. Yeah, for for Aberg last week, and even looking Mm -hmm. at his PGA Tour success, right? Some of those big events have come on 
mean, John Deere's, you know, turning it a little bit of a page in regards to being able to hit a driver, but we also get to see his ton of success at the Wyndham Championship. So, yeah, those guys, the driving prowess can can continue anywhere. Um, I mean, look at it. it just because you are a bomber doesn't mean you then can't play well at an RBC Heritage or Crans or Pebble. It's just it takes a weapon you normally have a little more out of your hands, so the rest of your game has to be fine. There's no reason that they can't hit their irons well and hit a three wood or an iron into the fairway every time. So, yeah, totally. Totally agree. Um, before we segue into salaries, want to make sure we give a shout out to our audio listeners. You can find us on Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, the mix across Mayo Media Network. Um, like, review, subscribe, anything of the above goes a long way. Last week we had the biggest uh, downloads we've had of the year. It's awesome to be supported when we get the DF- DFS contest like we have. 50K up for grabs uh, in the flagship contest and then 20K in the 555. So again, huge prizes. I know NFL is back this thursday so you know it's potentially i mean we'll get eyeballs next week at wentworth as well as the Ryder cup coming up here but this is the heat of the dp world tour season so excited to do a second show for the dfs contest when they are this size all right above 10k so we have four golfers this week in a similar fashion i mean rory mcelroy is you know three to one most places this week fitzpatrick was a clear favorite he was priced at 10.9 last week rory 11.4 Hatton 10-9, Scott 10-2, Shane Lowry 10 flat. Is Rory take the over under 40% in the $20 this week? Right around it. He should have been 12K. Yeah, yeah. He's at least $500 too cheap this week. Um, and I think that'll be projected out out everywhere. So um, in the bigger ones, 555 in the the 200 I mean, he'll be 65 to 70% in some of that stuff, I would imagine. Yeah, I think yeah. Fitz came in under to what I would have expected him last week. I think he was 42% in the higher dollar contest, 30, uh, right around 30 um, in the main contest. The hard part for, I think, the casual DP World Tour player this week is they might not feel the comfort that you know, bear off of myself do when you get into the low 6Ks. It doesn't take much for us to click those buttons, but... Um, you know, even so this week with Rory, I think you can absolutely make him probably in every single lineup that you play. If you want to game theory it, um, what's the break even of you saying I'm going to fade Axis? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I, I have to run more stuff. I, it's going to hurt, but uh, I'll be up, I'll probably be near the field, I bet. I don't know how much over, but. I think we're, we're recording on Tuesday late, um, so be out in the early evening for you guys. Um, a lot of decisions still to be made today. We'll, we'll preview the field um, yeah. like that, but leaning now, it's near hard, the field hard to be and then I'll try to be over the. I'll probably be over the field though on a couple other really crappy golfers, so that should even it out. Yeah, totally fair. Now I think what's going to be a little bit different um, than last week. We saw the the likes of Aberg. Nikolai and Maroc still carry a decent bit of ownership. Hatton seems to be the clear second um, with a large drop off to Scott and Lowry. I think if it wasn't the Irish Open, Lowry probably would be less than 5%. Um, so will you, I guess if you had to rank those three, how are you ranking them, Baroff? Um, I mean, probably in that order. I I definitely have no interest in Shane Lowry. Um, nope. More than, yeah, I mean, more than just 
missing the Czech Masters cut, uh, just really not playing well at all this summer. I've been betting Adam Scott <laughs> quite a bit on the PGA Tour. Um, could be a spot for him. Maybe Wentworth is a little bit better. But like with Hatton, I have a hard time believing he's not going to win something this year. Uh, it could be this week, could be next week. Um, I will certainly have some Rory Hatton stacks. Um, I can't imagine I, I build any non-Rory teams. So uh, it's probably going to have to be a, uh, a Rory Hatton couple 6K type build for me this week. Yeah, that was my next question is, can you stack two of them? Hmm. Can you stack those top two? Um, and I absolutely will be focusing on a lot of that. Um, I agree. I, man, I, I don't really even like Adam Scott all that much this week. Um, and even the difference is I felt so strong about that core four last week up that I was able to mix it up, even when Fitz should have been even more on than he was. Um, to me, it's a clear one, two. I think to all of us, it's a clear one, two up there and probably not a three until we reach the middle of the nine K's in my opinion, um, which you go into with Alexander Bjork um, at 9,800, Morak 9.7, Min Woo 9.5, Rai 9.3, Jordan Smith 9.2, Ryan Fox 9.1, and Billy Horschel coming over at 9K flat. I think the clear third best player to me in this field is Min Woo Lee, and he's priced at $9,500 this week. He's going to get a lot of clicking, jammed into a ton of lineups. Um, I'm just surprised at his price relative to the other guys. Yeah, um, I don't know. We haven't seen him in a while. He can be inconsistent. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the pricing of Adam Scott. Um and Bjork above him, I mean, they've just been playing so well. It's really how do you adjust for the skill set this week? Because if you think it's an accuracy contest again, then, yeah, Bjork makes more sense. But obviously, Minwoo Lee, um, Lee loves to cook out there. So if you think he's going to be able to grip it and rip it, I mean, his form's outstanding, too. So, you know, I say outstanding, but I, I don't know. I, I think there is more of a risk, though, with, with Minwoo um but he plays anywhere. We talked about this earlier. He's shown us this year that he can he can play at any course now, and it's really just about getting more consistent. Has not yeah. missed a cut since the Byron Nelson, which is probably the longest stretch we've seen him in some of these bigger events. Once he came over stateside, right? A lot of those were majors and PGA Tour events. Um, bear off your thoughts in the nines. I'm just going to fade Bjork again. Uh, I feel like the game log watchers will still be there. Uh, the ball How's that been going for you? Not well. <laughs> he didn't win. The ball striking uh, still was not great last. I mean, he had a ton of really good iron shots, but, you know, still pretty poor off the tee. Uh, he didn't chip well. He just made every putt. Um, she but, does. yeah, I, I just think, I mean, obviously, Min Lee is way more talented. I still trust Jordan Smith a heck of a lot more. Um, I wouldn't mind playing Moronk. I feel like he's going to go under owned. Um, he's just in a very weird price range and, you know, people are going to make up this narrative about him that, that he doesn't care anymore. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of good plays here, but, uh, I'm not going to get to Bjork and not going to get to Lowry. I don't mind Bjork as much as, as I think it's just a different caliber of me. He was on every betting card known to band last week. Um, yeah. you know, and this week, maybe not as talked about. I, I think he could be 
lower owned than anticipated. I mean, he was 30% owned last week. He can't be right? 30 again, that's for sure. Yeah. No, no. I think just the clicks around him, even Morocco. Morocco did pull the Rory pairing um, this week. Um, I don't mind it. I think the big next question um, is PGA Tour guys, two of them um, mm-hmm. heads up against each other. Aaron Rye, who, who Axis failed to mention in his Ryder Cup comments, who is he's been also begging for Rye to be on the roster. Um, you know, you have him and Billy Ho. If you talk about popularity in the betting streets, Horschel is pulling a lot of that due to his final two events of the year when he turned it around. Preference among those two, Axis? Uh, I'll still ride with Aaron. Um, I I said mainly in jest that he should be, his play had been, he should have been considered, uh, you know, he came to the PGA Tour and so he didn't show up on European points list and he's not going to show up against uh the other guys in the world rankings. So, you know, he, he came over, he made a business choice. That's, that's on him. I think he's put together a pretty strong year. Um, he's been very consistent with his ball striking. He's not elite, but he is very consistent driving the ball, keeping it in play, not making stupid mistakes. Uh, his short game is inconsistent and that's, that's why he doesn't, hasn't really done as much, but he's had some great finishes. He played much better near the end of the year. Um, We've seen him win on the European side. Uh, I feel more comfortable with him than just slapping Billy Ho in a lineup because he showed up at, at Wyndham and played played well. Um, his irons are consistently bad, and that's a problem. And so is his driver. Like that is not that's not a, a, a recipe for greatness. Typically, um, when you struggle to hit your driver and your irons. Yeah, you're yeah. talking like a guy who didn't win a horseful bet when he came over here. Uh, it was years ago. ago. <laughs> I am very thankful for the twenty thousand dollars, Billy. Yeah, I look. I hope uh, he's popular because then I I will have no interest in Horschel if he is going to be popular. Um, but he is. I mean, I would click him over Matt Wallace and Yannick Paul, Antoine Rosner, those guys below him. So um, it'd be very interesting to see his his ownership this week. That's the biggest question. I think it's a fun opportunity, a fun task if you're willing to put in the time, right? There is basically no content outside of what we're producing. Um, you know, there's no ownership projections. There's a couple sites doing fantasy projections that might drive a lot of where people play. That is a week to take advantage if you feel like you have a little bit of a recipe to do so. And the biggest questions when I'm doing these type of things is somebody who, in our bubble, like Billy Horschel, getting so much love going to translate over when maybe he's a little over projected or over overpriced um, now. So yeah, I'll be very curious on him. I think Fox comes in maybe the lowest of the bunch. He has not played since the 3M open has that um, erraticness to him. He had a really good stretch um, of golf this summer. I think he could make a lot of fit, um, but Smith, I think me, I think, York and Smith are the ones that I, I like a lot. Um, and Rye just does make uh, a lot of sense overall. Um, 8Ks. You mentioned the top three there. Wallace, Paul, Rosner. It's seemingly, I guess I'm going to split it up into the, the high eights and the low eights. Um, Thomas Dietrich, 8,600. Alex Fitzpatrick, 8,500. I'm worried... I guess, again, it's, it's, I guess, another case of a PGA Tour guy who had a stronger season, comes over as 8-1 to one in events often when he's the big guy um, in, in Belgium. But is Dietrich just a clear, superior play to these other four? 
I think so. Uh, I bet him as well. And uh, again, like Aaron Rye, he had a good season on the PGA Tours, but we, we see European guys come over all the time and struggle early on. He, he put it together. Sure, he didn't win, but he had plenty of finishes that he can be proud of, plenty of T20s, uh, T25s. The distance is there. He's fairly accurate. And if you like the comp to the Golf National, uh, he's finished 8th, 16th, and T25 there. So, um, yeah, I think that will drive in the name. I, he'll be pretty popular from this region. Yeah, I think so. Um, I have nothing against Thomas Dietrich. Um, I think his form has gone a little bit uh, underappreciated. You know, he's still been making a lot of cuts, uh, still hits it a mile. He actually has been putting really well, uh, which has been a nice, pleasant surprise. And uh, I was reading Ben Coley's stuff, and he was going through comp courses. Uh, of course, I don't know the European courses as well as him, but Dietrich pretty much showed up every time on every one of those comp courses. So, um, I would have interest in him. I would click him over Alex Fitzpatrick this week. I think um, Fitz seems due for a drop of regression. Uh, the ball striking was not quite as good last week. Uh, he was carried by the short game. So uh, even the top 25 or top 30 is probably not doing much for you this week. I still love Alex Fitz. I think I think the form. I just think the form. Bear is off so loves good right a good. Now. Do narrative. I mean, all those guys are in form. Rosner's in form. Yannick Paul's in form. Matt Wallet, like they're all in form. Um, I'm like using the small samples weren't anyone I know, and now he's due for a T30. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what his last three events, right? Fifth, fourteenth, second. Won two events ago on the Challenge Tour. We know he had the top twenty at the Open Championship. I don't know. I think he's just breathing a huge sigh of relief overall, in my opinion, now having status. I would have mm-hmm. to go all the way back to March 19th to find Ad, uh, Antoine Rosner's last uh, top 20 finish. So, you know, when we do compare, I think there is a clear um, form gap that I'm going to step into again because I, I just don't know if we'd have enough on him yet to say he's not as good as these other guys. I think he would be among the favorites right now to get a PGA Tour card next year, if they're the top 10 in the DP World Tour, after you lose 10 graduating this year. Um, so I, he's my favorite play. I loved going to Yannick last week. He seemed a little bit under the radar. Um, it was a weird week for him. I don't know. It's just got to be, I mean, the, the 20th is, is still rather strong. Approach was good again. I mean, he might be yep. overlooked one more time after. These guys are also gutless, though. Like, what are they going to do? What is he? How depressed is he right now? I mean, I, I try not to play psychology. tweet was better than Maroc's. Maroc's tweet was I, 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 I agree. I, I think we, we watch these guys every week gag over themselves, trip over their own feet going down the course on Sunday. Like, I try not to play psychologist for golfers very often, but like, I don't know. Like uh, he probably has known for a while that he wasn't getting on without getting on automatically, uh, despite where he sat in points, but I don't know. Maybe it drives him the other way. Sure. You could, you could play both sides of that, but I'd probably rather just not deal with Yannick. I mean, I was trying to think about this with Moroccan. I'm at the narrative of what you just said too. Like there's nothing to, play for right now like i mean you could win it doesn't do anything for the next Ryder cup right he's got a pga tour card already locked up like uh, maybe moronk's only here because he won it last year i don't know i mean nikolai just withdrew like 
I feel. Well, yeah, he's got to prepare. He's on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so I think the low eights is where things get intriguing even more. So Rasmus, eighty-four hundred. Tom Hoagie playing. This has to be his first DP World Tour event, right? Uh, I mean, outside of the Open, I do believe that is true. Yeah. Tommy Tables, 8.3. Patty I'd love to know why. I hope somebody asks. I hope well, he they gotta, uh, Can we find out if there's good casinos over here? <laughs> That's what we need to see. Good casinos outside of Dublin. Yes, there's got to be a couple. Patty Harrington, 8.2. Thorbjorn Olison, 8.1. The Candyman, Vincent Norman, 8K flat. Use Luton, 8K. I think Norman is the person who contends with Rory for the most ownership this week. I think he's just going to get jammed into lineups. Is that deserved, Baroff? I mean, probably not. But he does seem underpriced for a guy like that who has PGA status, recently won an event uh, against a lot of these guys who are in that field. Um, I think there's good arguments for a lot of these guys. You know, Rasmus probably has the worst form, even with the recent win. But he's got the um, brother narrative. His brother just made... Oh, my God. Of course, the brother narrative. Is. I mean, Tom Hoagie. Look, I don't play Tom Hoagie. Uh, I don't bet Tom Hoagie. A couple of his recent finishes have been bolstered by really strong Sundays in those no-cut events. But, like, he was 19th at the Scottish. Yeah, maybe he's playing better than I want to give him credit for. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to land in this range very much, and it's probably going to kill me. I mean, Hoagie's the type where I used to like playing that that PGA guy when they would come over. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Troy Merritt randomly came over, like, three, four years yep. ago at times to play Crans and such. And... Um, you know, we plugged in Billy at Wentworth when no one wanted any piece of him. Now, that was a little different because his price was a lot higher. Um, but even the Scottish Open, this used to happen. I don't know if I can get there with, with Tom Hoagie either. Uh, he's just been abysmal with the driver. Uh, I don't think he plays particularly well when courses and conditions get difficult. Uh, and those recent finishes you talked about, suddenly he, he, he remembered how to putt for those. Um, does he still remember that, that motion he was using? Uh, I don't think I will get there, uh, with Hoagie this week either. I will be playing top. I'll make a definitive stand. I think the, I mean, the recent form. Yeah. It, I guess the season hasn't been to the degree. I really wanted to bet him just because if you talk about iron game, listen to shotgun start too much. He's not that good. No, True. but the quintess- the quintessential, like, really good iron player was Tom Hoagie, right? Forever. And uh, at this price range, I am good with it because I do think Norman will be clicked a ton. I do think uh, Eust and Thjorbjorn present uh, a good a good plays there. Um, Eust has had a good stretch of form. I think it's three top eights in a row now um, on the DP World Tour for him at the stretch with the Scottish um, and everything in between. Um Thurborn continues to go under the radar. I think he could be somebody that I'd rather play him than to... Tom. Like I just don't trust Tom at this course. For I think sure. that's what it comes down to. Uh, yeah, or his motivations. Why is he here? Uh, no just... idea. He's probably playing next week, I assume, right? Yeah, maybe that's why. Get the get a head start. That would be a fun one too. He could fit there. Euro vacate. I mean, yeah, next week might that be would more, be a little more better, better, I think, maybe. But even, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, and then I think we're all skipping Patty when he's $2,000 more than he normally is on a PGA <laughs> slate. Is that fair? 
8,200. Yeah, played, played really well again last week. You know, he seems well, to, to, to make these cuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was saying Patty for Ryder Cup not that long ago. So, you know, oh, yeah. And you gave me crap. Yeah. You want narratives. Vincent Norman is good friends with, with Abram. So, you know, if you remember when we were playing them both a couple of years ago on some of these spot starts, uh, Norman was the, the driver of the two. Norman famously, you know, had an ace on a par four. You know, we look at he these. He played things. very well in that short little stint window he had in Europe like two years yeah. ago. He was having insane off. I mean, I like Vincent Norman. If he's going to be 40% owned in a high dollar contest, it's a little scary. Yeah. But um, uh, he's very it's worthy. Just been streaky. The the drivers there, so that's that's a nice one to always see. But he's it's coming bunches, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you could get the better Swede for for nine hundred dollars less. So you okay. know. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we'll get we'll get to the eight Ks here. Let's let's start the seven Ks. Let's get out of the eights. I guess before even diving in, I think when talking about the bunch that we just did, uh, it'd be rude not to include Romain Langasque in there, mm-hmm. um, just because. He came in sneaky higher own than I expected last week, played well um, overall, and gets a price decrease with the field. I guess the 30-second finish doesn't seem – he had a really bad Sunday um, overall, but scored a lot of points. Um, I think he'll get clicked quite again. Do you prefer him to a Hoagie or anybody to a Thurbjorn or used? How would you look at those guys? He can't hit irons either. It's just concerning. Like, I get the finishes. I, it's just this, I don't know. I played him last week. It just sucked again to watch. He's going to be Iron popular Man. again, though, which is the problem. Yes. It's not even a, you know, he was almost 20% in some stuff last week. So. He was, yes. It was nuts. Yeah, I did not anticipate that. And like I said, price, I believe, a decrease now. I thought he was more expensive. Yeah. I won't, miss, I won't miss him this week. Put it that way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Again, we'll segregate out the high sevens and the low sevens. Um, bear off, rip off a couple in this range. Um, that I mean, is like. Eddie P back? Seems yeah. like it. Doesn't take um, much. He's on Twitter still firing takes. He's got to be in good spirits. I mean, two top tens and three events. He hasn't done that in maybe maybe years. I don't have it all in front of me, but. Whew. Yeah, I mean, I think we have more scar tissue in this range than anybody. Uh, I see Seam, Kimsey, Guido, Kiefer, Southgate, oh, Eddie. <laughs> it's, it's just all the guys. I mean, so for ownership, um, I will throw out Matt Southgate. He ejected last week, um, but, you know, he's been pretty solid most of the summer. Um, as you know, I do love small samples, so I'm, I'm willing to overlook a couple rounds last week. Um, he was fourth year when Rory won in 2016. So um, he's going to be a fraction of the ownership of, of Eddie and Adrian and those guys. So he's one. And then the other one, I think, again, will be lower owned here is going to be Max Kiefer. Uh, just again, we haven't seen him. Uh, he also played well in 2016. Uh, he's come close, what, twice or three times to winning this summer. Um, he was nine under through 12 holes at the Barracuda before doing nothing. So I feel like the game is not that far off and he's probably going to be again, 2%, 3% on this week. He's on the short list. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, Eddie's the play, but you know, uh, we all bet him. He's going to be chalk. Whatever. I mean, I'm going to go back to Hissatune, um, who 
I guess I was a little surprised at his ownership last. I, it was a little higher than I would have guessed it was. Um, but I'm not going to hop off the wagon now. He's been playing very well, very consistent, hasn't missed a cut since the beginning of June. Uh, before that, he had only missed a couple um, in the springtime. Bunch of top 20s. The irons are so-so, but he's been good enough elsewhere on a consistent basis to make up for it. Uh We'll see where it goes this week, but I think I think he's my my preferred player um, in like seventy six hundred to the top of that range. Come on, Connor Seamy. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> I I I I see the finishes, and I think the every game time watch was to be all over him. Every time I've just been like, oh, please don't win. Like, yes, I've he got won't. Give, I mean, I've given up betting on him for years now because he, he won me some money back in the day. But he could win now, and I'd be fine with it as long as he didn't beat somebody else. Like, oh, that would drive me insane. I, I think um, Histatune will pull in some, some ownership once again after a tilting but strong week. I think people will go back to Nathan Kimsey, um, even though he was as frustrating as it gets to. I think he had, what, two birdies on the weekend um, when he yep. was right bang on in it for a little bit. Um, it looked like, uh, I actually think Eddie could be lower owned than we think, um, versus the other guys. So I'm not scared to click Eddie. Um, so I think him and then Guido was, was this close to getting me a seat last week at the King of the beach or the King of the diamond. Um, what Mm. it's called. I mean, the 61 and 63s that he had, um, just beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of what he's been doing. Like, I mean, you can think of three, four instances now where he just pulls a legit, almost course record career best round out out of nowhere. And it's just like, where is some of this in the other rounds? Like you, he, he shot a nine under, uh, what was Sunday six, but he had th- nine birdies. Um, yeah. and then a 71 and a 70 or something. It's just like Thursday was awful. One of the worst I, rounds I've seen Quido play. It, it it's just like God damn it, man! Like you're, I I love the upside, the showdown stuff, but it's I, I did bet him. I thought it was a very large number, and again, if I'm going to make a France comp, which he's played great there once and won, and it was heavily um, the weekend he made the cut on like the number, if I recall, and he's missed the cut there before, so it's not some mm-hmm. wild course correlation. Um, we've just been seeing these rounds and they're very, very good rounds for DFS purposes. You know, the guy can score. He's been playing about as consistent as he has ever played in his career. Um, as far as like making cuts now, the finishes haven't really been there, unfortunately, but, uh, hopefully that's coming. I mean, he hasn't really consistently played this well, um, in a long time. I mean, we got Bearoff to bet him this week, so we definitely know the peak is there. Yeah, has Bearoff ever hit one of his wins, though? That's the problem. We have not. Uh, this um, is the week. I don't hate uh, if we go on one round of sample size and the country correlation. Uh, oh, I guess it's not country correlation. My fault. I looped him in with the other kids, but Tom McKibben, uh, McKibben mm-hmm. after winning earlier this year, um, has played well at the other Palmer course here at the K-Club. Uh, I think McKibben could be sneaky uh, at 7.7K. Okay, uh, low sevens. Pick up the pace a little bit. Tons of golfers here that I think are decently priced. 
Nobody's screaming at me more than the Sean Cracker at 7K flat. He's the one that, that I absolutely love and maybe he gets overlooked. I don't know. He had the injury scare. If you back, if you look at the box scores, um, not terrible. Recently with some form could pop. Baroff, you mentioned Marcus Kinholt at 7.2K was who you were referencing. Um, who else? you boys? No, I was referencing, he was referencing Soderberg. Soderberg for sure. Oh, I thought you were Kinholt. Who is okay. Who is paired with EVR this week? Who's another one? Um, yeah, I mean his ball striking was off the charts last week. I heard you and Tom talk about it yesterday. You're you know, talking Soderberg, stay on Sebastian, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, multiple balls at, uh, that he hit out of bounds, uh, and a, a water ball which led to a triple on a par three. You've never uh, seen him do that before. <laughs> he's just he's just playing well. And look, he can putt. He's been putting terribly, but he can putt. Um, so I'm in on that. He was 150 to one. And I think he is very fairly priced. Um, but yeah, EVR is, is, is certainly the other one that I'm pretty excited about. Um, he was hurt and doing some stuff and kind of came out of nowhere and finished sixth at the Barracuda. Um, we obviously don't have any stats for that. So he backed it up with two missed cuts <laughs> and then showed up in eighth at Omega last week with, with really, really good ball striking. Um, he's played well at an Irish open before. And again, the guy who's triple digits and in, in the low sevens and has the pedigree to pop up in the top five or top 10 in a field like this. Um, I really like EVR this week. I mean, I'll stick with what Sky said with Crocker. Um, as long as I don't have to watch it on TV, I'll just follow on the app. Um, watching him on and around the greens is quite, quite, quite painful. Um, but the form is there. The striking's there. Hopefully he's over whatever little bug. I know we've been stalking him on social media. Um, the the distance has been increasing. So maybe if he was even hurt back when he withdrew from the Porsche, like the distance mm-hmm. since then, it popped up a little bit again. So uh, we'll see. But I think particularly at this number and his betting number, um, yeah, c- couldn't pass up Cracker. Um, I really, really like Daniel Brown at 7,400 this week. Um, yep. Yeah, that's true, too. That, that win that he had, he might pull in some ownership just because, I mean, you looked at 7th at the Barbasol, 17th at the Himmerland prior to that, the win at the ISPS, uh, which was dominating fashion, um, and then the Czech Masters, his approach numbers were once again really, really strong there. Yeah, he's not long, and he played well there, so that's promising. Yep. Yeah, I, I like him quite a bit, 7.4K. Um, Marcel Seam with the one of the most amazing back nines to make a cut last week. Uh, I think he was five or six under four under in a, in a three hole stretch axis. And I were very happy with that mm-hmm. uh, to get through bear off of celebrating two, of course, Heli killed a 7.4. Don't hate Wilco at a course like this. What do you think? I, I'm not a Wilco guy. No, I'll tell you who in that same mold, um, kind of in the Sean Crocker mold, but, uh, Matty Schmidt, um, you know, he let us down at the Czech Masters, played really well the first round. I think he shot either three under or four under that first day. But, I mean, 20th at the 3M, 22nd at uh, Wyndham, and he had a top 25 last week where the ball striking was really good. Um, if we're okay with some distance here, like, he seems to just be playing pretty well overall. Um, a little worried about the upside, but maybe a top 20 type guy this week. Yeah, I think this cheap, uh, the upside, yeah, it's fine. I, I like, uh, I go back to Schmidt this week for sure. Um, what about Zanotti? Zanotti was kind of had some ownership, kind of played decent, had a had a nice little streak to get into the weekend. 
and then climbed up the leaderboard before falling back. He seems to be a popular click. Um, nope, going to skip that this year, this week. So one of the examples last week that we saw, again, of PGA Tour guys, even those in the, the worst of form, still pulling in ownership, was Danny Willett last week, who was, I think, like 7.5K or right mm-hmm. in that range. It wasn't cheap, and he was very owned and continued to be very bad. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it, it just was it was putrid last week. Um, 7K, I'll be super curious if people click that again. I um, uh, think it depends on if a certain site pushes people towards him. <laughs> yeah. All uh, of the data. <laughs> we love the golf. So um, if you look, I mean, Hillier was somebody that I was really mm-hmm. keen on last week. T63 had a good Friday to make the weekend. Um, I don't think there's much others that I feel like talking about. That I'm I, So I'm good with the South Africans again. Uh, Thirsty <laughs> Lawrence and, and Henny, uh, whose ball striking was still good last week. Um, I just think, you know, they're guys who are pretty inconsistent, but they've shown as much upside uh, as anybody, both to win and just to score a lot. So um, I expect both to be, you know, a couple percent owned. Happy to go back to them again. Yeah, I think you can take whoever you want to play down here and not worry about um, yeah. much of the <clears throat> ownership. Yeah, the only other one that I think could pop uh, is Gourier, Sadier. Um, mm-hmm. So those two guys kind of just fit a little consistency uh, models. Um, Paul Waring might pull in some ownership at the top of the 6Ks there. Please do. Tom, Please, yeah. Tom loves Paul Waring. Uh, Why? Uh, not at this week. I'm just saying in general. Oh, Tom was a big, God. big better of Tom likes another old man. I mean, I've bet wearing price. 20 in my lifetime, but. Yep. Don't think. Yeah. Tom's Tom's old guy of the week is 6.3K. So we can wait a little bit there. Top of the 6Ks. Um, RB. I don't, yeah. I, I'm getting deep in the sixes. I don't think I love the top of the sixes. There's one up here that I would play. Um, and I think, again, if we're willing to take a shot on on the distance uh, with some upside, I think Johannes Beerman is too cheap. Um he kind of had a really bad start to the year and then started to make some cuts like in May. Um, but he was 10th at the Maiden Himmerland. He made the cut at Barbasol and then was top 20 at the Barracuda. Um, we've seen him have really good runs and do well in pretty strong fields. I mean, if that guy was like T9 this week, I think it would make a lot of sense. So um, I trust Veerman's upside in cut making more than most of the guys in that range. Todd Clements did win that challenge tour event um, at the K clubs, other course two years ago, obviously mm-hmm. did two events ago and then did make the cut um, last week. And I think 6.6, like JC Ritchie um, has shown his face on some leaderboards um, as of late. I mean, it's four top 25s in his last five events. One of those is a South African tour event, but two of those are PGA tour events as yep. well. So I think he's a safe click at 6.6K. Um, he's currently in my single entry, so. Okay. John Axelson went first round leader to miss cut last week. So I didn't hear any comment from you, Baroff, um, as an actual saying. No, I mean, there's guys Somebody that else. are, yeah, like I the mean, guys that are making cuts consistent. down here. The, yeah, Luke Donald, the captain. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I'm not saying that I'm going to be playing him, but, like, 
you're looking through guys in this price range, what realistically you're hoping they make a cut. Um, he's been doing that. I, I, it's not really for me, but he's honestly, he's playing pretty well for him. I mean, he's, He's, mm-hmm. stri- he's hitting his irons well. He's putting decent. He's around the green decent. Obviously, he he can't hit the driver much, and if that's going to be a factor here, he's he's screwed. But, I mean, at 60, what is he, 65? I don't 65. know. yeah. There's a lot worse people down here that you, yeah. you get sucked. So, at. I was look, at so the same the, price, Alexander LeVay has also made, like, eight cuts in a row. He doesn't miss cuts, man. He doesn't miss them. He's, yeah, he made a lot of cuts. I mean, uh, I, probably I got him back to shot, for, right? Shot is on the list. James Morrison has made a bunch of cuts in a row. Just, I don't Especially know. Especially distance. It it's got to be shot. I think that's a, a good, cheap play. Well, he can't. I don't think this guy can kick it, can click him over Connor Purcell. So, well, yeah, Purcell. I was gonna, I was gonna leave Purcell for for Sky to <laughs> dive into. Um, but do you even know if Purcell is long, short? Nobody knows. Um, exactly. He's Irish, so probably not. What's the one game? Uh, David Carey used to be long. That's uh, right. Monday Q guy. Um, yeah, why is he not here? That would be fun. We would play him. For sure. Um, I think going back to the Donald comment, when we flipped the cards last week, I did not believe Miguel Angel Jimenez was going to hold up to the ownership he did. So I think people will go back to that same type of play. And Jimenez, for about 36 holes, was like, this guy might win. You know, like he mm-hmm. was on the, the first page of the leaderboard, uh, turning back the clock. He wasn't so. going to win. But he, he did well for us. I mean, so um, he, he was shows, used. He shows up. If we if we kept with the old man theme, uh, Soren Keltsen um, is uh, Tom's favorite long shot of the week. I saw our friend Bradley Todd at a top 40 on uh, Keltsen 2. Uh, again, hits those irons. I think I would prefer there for me. The two events that you look at that that took driver out of the hand for him, the last few ones, the the Scandinavian mix and the Omega European Masters were T13, T5 for him. So I think it's 6.3 um, makes sense. Nacho also, just like Axelson, was co-first round leader and missed mm-hmm. the cut. Um, so full Keegan's by two people last week. Um, but yes, Connor Purcell would be at 6.4K, uh, a favorite click of mine. For those that haven't tuned into the betting show, he's coming off the challenge tour, uh, six consecutive made cuts, three of those being inside the top 20. His last outing was T2, finished top five at the event at the other K-Club course, and also had one um, at this course at a 2020 uh, mini-tour event hosted by Modest Golf, who you know also represents Guido Migliazzi. So so many ties into the Guido Purcell podium exacta coming up here. So I like him at 6.4 or yeah, 6.4. And then I'm just going into the amateurs as we get lower. Anybody Shocking. else, you guys? Yeah, there was so one down here. So you mentioned Purcell. I'll throw out John Murphy, uh, another Irish guy who's been in in horrid form, but uh, he made the cut at, at the Czech Masters, made the cut last week at the Omega, where the iron play was really good. Um, he finished third here um, at that other course, the other Palmer course here, to McKibben and Clements last year. Uh, also, was I saw he was ninth at the 2021 Alfred Dunhill Link. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, not that this is a Lynx course, but it's a very strong field. Um, so, he's got some game, and he's flat 6K. So, he can he can help you do pretty much whatever you want with the rest of your lineup. Yeah, Axis, do we even tempt you? 06Ks. 
I mean, if you want me to talk shit about people, then yeah, let's. But no, I, there's nothing down here really that. I, that's not to say that some of them won't get played, but it, it's. I might as well kind of just pick them out of a hat. So. Yeah, I but mean, we I convinced you on a little little Pedro last week. Um, you know, yeah. he's missed the cut by a mile. He's back at the same price. Maybe a course. Only there. lost two two strokes with his irons in two rounds last week. It's pretty impressive. Hey, I mean that ain't bad. Um, yeah, if you look so. Around. Yes, I know. I know. Um, Manu Gandis was another one that I liked before. I'm going to be passing on both those guys for the two golfers who have now made uh, their professional debuts or will be this week coming off of the uh, Walker Cup, which was quite the heroic effort uh, from the state side to come back on Sunday. The Gordon Sargent, who we should petition be on the Ryder Cup team over JT, went 4-0. Uh, mm. But... Uh, Mark Power picked up three points. Um, he is 6,200. Mark Power, amateur uh, out of Ireland. Um, he played, I think, pretty decently um, at the 2022 Irish Challenge. Just kidding. He did not. It was this year he made the cut. He made this the cut this one, the 2023 one. Um, his best event, he won the event over in February, um, had an okay uh, 2022. He was like seven to one as the leading um, points getter on the uh, GB&I team, had some pretty good USAM uh, performances, mainly in 2022. Um, so I think just his upside relative to some of the other guys could be, but the one that I'm very, very interested in, will be playing a lot of, is John Goff. Uh, he was 1,000 to one yesterday with an each way, get him out to the top 20. He won the Australian Master of the Amateurs, which if you ask those who follow the amateur scene um, is, probably as telling of an event uh, as it comes in the am world out there uh jude has been a long believer that that's really i mean probably because kevin you won it but that is <laughs> it's exactly uh what john goff did earlier this year and then he also won the irishman's amateur open in may he played at the belfry um at, at the british masters he was third after 36 holes he had taken the lead at one point um you know i just think there's a ton a ton of upside. He was really good. He was the leader or the shortest in odds when you looked at who was going to lead that team. Um, so I thought him being cheaper and longer than power is a mistake personally. Um, so I think Goff will make himself in a ton of lineups uh, for me this week. He played well, too, uh, in the Walker Cup. Yeah, he's much, much preferred of the amateur bunch to the others you were thinking about. Yeah, and he is, um, he's not like, you know, top 10 in Wagger, like some of these other guys that have he's come close. and stops, right? Isn't he? Let's he's see, close. what is he? He's oh, like I guess 15. he's 14th. Yeah. 14th. Okay, so yeah, I, I would say he's a well-established dam. So uh, I think it's 6.1K, uh, hopefully can be uh, not too owned in, in the- He won't be. <laughs> he definitely won't be. Never know, man. I and Ralph and Chinhoy showed up at four percent owned one time. So <laughs> I mean, that's a lot for him. It's still not a lot. Like it's People you'll still be over the field. I'll, don't don't be worried. Yeah. <laughs> deal. Deal. Okay. So like Tambo does, like Tom and I did last week. Um, I think we build the the best plays lineup, and we just go through on what we think maybe the field will end up in, and maybe any guys that we like a pivot off of. So. Rory, first click in. Access over to you beyond Rory. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's a big name to start. You know I 
rarely ever would start doing that. Um, I, don't know. I mean, we don't have to play Rory, but we—I mean, we have to play Rory. Like, yeah, I know. Rory. I, I know. I just—I so I really haven't built that many lineups yet, so that—that that could be the the issue. Um, I guess I'll go down to uh, Hissatune. Oh man! All right, he's going to Rio. Well, I'm 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 gonna take I'm gonna take the liberty to go back up then. Uh, fuck it, we're taking Minwoo Lee. <laughs> yep, this looks good here. So now we're left with seven point one k. Yeah, hamstrung. I mean, I could I could re-regulate us with with the play of the week, but I. I don't know how on board Axis would be. Uh, you do what playing. you must. I am along for the ride. I mean, oh, I no, wait, wait, wait. No, uh, we do it because then you can get Eddie and Guido. Do it. John Goff going in. Yep, yeah, 7,700. So you have the Eddie-Guido combo. We're, we're plugging in Migliasi. Why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be blasphemous to build a lineup in that use. Yeah, I mean, that's beautiful. You could also go... If you didn't feel um, as strong as we did uh, in regards to Guido, you could do a Vincent Norman, Daniel Brown 2v2, yep. which is I really can't do strong. Norman with that big of ownership potential. Right. I mean, we're just th- saying, like, what what I would project the field to probably look at a lineup. I mean, they're not playing golf, I guess. I, I think they would go Donald, truthfully, in, in maybe you that can... range. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, if you're just looking for the two low-owned pivots there, you could just do, like, um, like a Kiefer McKibben, you know. It's going to be very boring, <laughs> but but people like us will play that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, another one would have been, I'm just, I guess, Langosk is in that range uh, by Norman, too. I mean, yeah, people you- are just going to click on Rory like we just did, and then they're just going to scroll down. They're going to get frustrated because they haven't heard of anyone, and they're either mm-hmm. not going to enter or they're going to be like, oh, that guy's got the highest DK points and eight out of 12 cuts. Click. Yeah. 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 And we haven't even put Dietrich in any of these lineups, which I think Dietrich is going to be um, as owned as anybody. Because you can go Rory, Dietrich, Norman, and you still have 7,300 left per player. Right? Probably yeah. a very that's, popular start. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to go and just end up not Lettuce playing. Man. Yeah, I'm going to probably end up not playing Norman and probably not playing Min Woo and doing – like a Rory Dietrich and then trying to figure out kind of what I'm doing next. Yeah, I think that Dietrich, Donald. Rory and then skip Norman, Langask, Dietrich, and then get crazy. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what, what that common build, if I can figure out what, see if you put Langask in there with it. I mean, you're talking more like the $25, right? Or the 50 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Rory, Minwoo, Norman has to be the start, right? That's. I, w- I would say, I-, I think the most popular lineup of the week is Rory, Dietrich, Norman, Langosk. I guess those four. And then if you do the Donald, you end up in like a Histatune, Kimsey area. If you mm-hmm. don't do the Donald, you're in the low sevens with guys like Gourier and Sadier, um, maybe... Like like that yeah. or Dan Brown. Um, so I think a lot of ways to get unique. One is is fading, you know, a Norman or or getting cued and and going like a Rory hat. Yep. Okay. And then cool. we got to play your boy. Oh yeah, John Goff just regulates everything. You're back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> if you go, 
Makes it work. So I, I mean, mean when, when's the last time you played the highest owned and like the legit bottom? <laughs> Every week for Sky. Not not like this. He normally doesn't want to play a Rory. In fact, I quote, it's not fun that Rory is in this field, end quote. I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it didn't make it impactful on my decisions this week, right? Yep. Makes you think, though. That's what this game is often, we're often missing in DFS sometimes. Is like, with all these sites, like, this will make it, do you play the best golfer by a mile in the field or not? And I think the price should have been a little higher and make that, you know, you get that perfect amount of ownership on him around, like, 25%. What price would he have had to been to get that? Probably 12K. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think what I end up doing is if I build two lineups and higher dollar, I play him in one and I don't play him in the other. Right. That's kind of how I've. That might that. be a popular way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. Uh, any other closing thoughts? Wentworth's next week. Um, PGA Tour starts next week, right? And then the Ryder Cup the following week. Is there any. Oh, the Open Day France is in between, right? I think they go back to. Yeah, we got one more Open Day France is before Ryder Cup. Okay. Perfect. All right, we'll close it out on I mean, that. If yeah, you have anything I else, say, I just... Well, did you bother to look through the the Wentworth entry list yet? Let's click it as we speak. I mean, it's pretty much who you would think it would be, but ah, I just love it. This tournament's been very kind to me. I mean, Aberg yeah. will be Aberg's back. That that seems very nice for him. Um, did you see who's playing in it? Just with that driver. Septic tank is teeing it up. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I figured some of the Euro team might, like, Sep might because it just gets you over there, um, and they probably don't want to get beat up in France and deal with that. Um, Hoagie yeah. is in the field as well, so that would explain why not just stop it, stop in Ireland on the way over. Um, yeah, I assume the whole team's playing, right? Rory, Rom, Hovland, I I assume they're I guess all. There. I didn't look for all of them, but I. It's that prob- would make it's probably sense. part of. It's probably part of this team. Is you know, yeah, you're playing there. Yeah, and then uh, pair them together, and then we can look into that too much of who got to play with who, and their pod. It just means Sean Crocker is going to be 50 points deeper. So that's that's where my head goes. <laughs> I just like to see. Maybe see maybe with the Ryder Cup, and this is too early to get some of those Americans to come over, huh? Tom Kim's playing. That's sick. That is a that is a fun one. Oh, he's gonna be perfect for there. And the field and the field's strong enough that he's gonna be like probably fifty to one. So. Mm, yeah. We're in. And they they haven't filled out the the. No, there's still a lot of time to get more names. So. I just like I just like how Europe fills it in as they go rather than having to wait the Friday before. So. Yeah. Sometimes they trick you. Sometimes sometimes names disappear, but it's rare that they disappear. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the contest now that NFL is back because it should be even bigger than this week, but but probably won't be. Yeah, uh, I well, and they say, never fill when people when DK gives us nice things, no one plays it. It was that. better than I anticipated. I might have tweeted about it too much because it definitely took away from our overlay, but they filled pretty. It was probably ninety percent filled, maybe a little bit of lost rake, but. It wasn't that bad. So if we do it again this week, the, I think the bigger struggle is the PGA Tour is back. That, mm-hmm. That's what... Like, that will kill Wentworth. Yeah. Yep. You know, then you get this alliance 
freaking figured out. Give Wentworth its shine. JT should go to Wentworth instead of Fort Mac. That would have been more fun. They, I mean, I agree. They all should have gone. Yeah. Last yeah, year bring him to France. Make them make them muck it up in France on that fun, lovable course <laughs> before they go to Rome. Yeah. All right. Closing it out. You're going to probably see these two uh, a little bit more. I haven't even asked yet, but we're on we're on heavy baby watch uh, currently here in the house. Right. So if that does uh, arrive pre Ryder Cup, uh, these two friends uh, will be probably on the, the Mayo Media Network waves again for us. But appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter? I am at Axis underscore DFS. Yep, I'm at rbearoff427, and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing more shows. Best of luck to you and the misses. That'll be fun. A Guido win, new baby. Uh, baby Jacob Oh, 100%. 100%. No, I appreciate you, boys. Make sure you subscribe to Axis Substack as well. I'm always putting out great content there, too. So, no, thank you for taking the time. It's always fun chatting through. Now to make some decisions on these DFS lineups uh, for... It's hopefully not the last time we see these big prizes for the DP World Tour, but we'll take advantage when we have these uh, right now. So good luck, everybody. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Thanks so much.